Well, we tiptoe up to Thanksgiving and we get to talk about food. We have a real opportunity this year to do that because cost of fresh turkeys and access to fresh turkeys is up. Inflation has price of food up. Access to food is a little bit different this year and access to dollars for food is different this year. What a cool opportunity to maybe try something different. Nourished. .ca. The link is up at shiftheads.ca. Uh, if you want to connect, Alyssa B is here. It's uh, it's all food all the time with a pretty cool chance to try something different. Alyssa, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm excited for this weekend. I'm. It's going to be a busy weekend here. We've actually got more stuff to do outside the house than we do in the house. Well, but it is, it is the cooking time. It is the kitchen time. And that's always nice too. Any big plans for the weekend for you? Yep, same here. Lots of uh, roasting vegetables. Uh, My husband does the turkey and um, we love Thanksgiving around here. It's a big holiday for us here and um, a lot of cooking and a lot of extra leftovers. So it really helps to have these, you know, big meals, these milestone big meals and then eat for days. So it kind of mm-hmm. takes the burden off cooking for the following week. So I like to do yeah. I like to do these big meals because it takes the burden off of fresh cooking for probably at least four days afterwards with the amount of food that we do cook. The uh, that, that's a good reminder actually when you're cleaning it up and you have that big giant mess and the turkey grease and all the things. Yeah, and you just remind yourself that this is going to feed me for days. I only have yeah. to do this one time. That's a good reminder. Yeah, and you know you you start in the show talking about uh, food costs. And so a great reminder now is to really use what you buy, eliminate as much food waste as possible and really use what you buy. I mean, turkey, especially if it's a free range turkey, um, once the, the meat has been carved off and once, you know, every, you have eaten everything or have all the meat that you need, you know, turkey broth is so incredibly nourishing and you really just need you know, the bones, I don't really like the word carcass, but just the bones. And it's very simple to do a beautiful gut healthy bone bone broth with the bones of the turkey. So you just get a huge, huge colander um, and, and put the, put the bones in it, fill it with water, all the scraps that you might have used uh, for cooking, like the onion skins, the celery, uh, roots that you haven't used, all those root vegetables and, and scraps of things, you can just put it right into the big pot with the turkey bones, salt, pepper, all the stems of the parsley, whatever you know, food scraps that you do have, put in that pot because it all has nutrients in it and put in about a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. And that really helps the minerals come out of the bones and really? into the into the broth and then you basically have this you know you simmer it for as long as possible hours a day whatever works for you you can even do this whole thing in in a slow pot or an instant pot um so you can get the most out of the food that we're buying because yes indeed life is getting expensive and and fresh food and turkey and and good quality food is getting more expensive so i'm really along with my mission to you know, help nourish you with the foods that you're getting, but let's use the most out of out of the foods that we're buying. I mean, there's no reason to throw away the stems of the parsley or not use the skins of the onions because there's still nutrients in there. Yeah. So that's a great tip um, for everybody who is cooking turkey or if you're a vegetarian and not cooking a turkey, you can actually do the same thing with the vegetable food scraps. 
So, yeah, okay, just clarify a couple of things. I mean, you're not proposing that someone eats the butt end of a celery, I mean, because you're going to strain that out at the end, right? That's to, but yeah, cook yeah, it, you, get all yeah, the nutrients so out of it. Cook it, get all the nutrients down. So you got to simmer that for at least five hours. And then you strain it through a colander and you have a beautiful, beautiful broth that you can either sip on, and which is extremely nourishing to your gut microbiome, which is in your stomach lining, or you can use that to make your rices, to make your quinoas, to make anything that you boil grains in, your beans, whatever that may be. And you will get, I mean, if you have a, a decent sized turkey, if you're using turkey, um, you will get quarts of this very nourishing bone broth. It just makes me feel better that I'm getting the nutrients from that's left over from the bones because, you know, throwing away even that is is hard. But once you once you know that you're getting all the nutrients out of it, then it's easier to you know to discard it in the trash because there's really nothing left. You won't you you really um, boil it down that the bones actually become super soft. So there's nothing else you could do with it. So you're using the whole animal, and if you're just using the vegetables or you are using vegetables in addition, obviously you are. And you're using all the veggies too, all the scraps. Very cool. And uh, then there's a myriad of recipes you can take. If you want to just do soups on top of using, I love the uh, cooking rice with the broth. I mean, that's one of my favorites. But mm -hmm. then, then that doesn't even get us started in what you can create out of soups with adding fresh veggies back in and getting started that way. Oh, yeah. Then you have a great soup base using this much, much healthier nourishing broth that you made yourself. And it also feels really good to know that you've made that yourself, right? Yeah. Very cool. Well, and it, it's so cool to have it and be able to be like, uh, you know, it's there and then you start making more food out of it and it goes and goes and goes. I have a question about the turkey for you because you're more of a veggie person than yes. you are a meat person. Um, yes. How does that work in your house? I mean, your husband makes the turkey and does all that stuff. Um, so you have to still make the veggie end of the meal that works for you. But then there mm -hmm. are other family members that also like the turkey. So uh, it's a blended family of meat and uh, yes. non-meat eaters. It is a blended family. <laughs> I've got uh, three vegetarians in my house, and this is just my immediate household. And then I have two meat eaters in my house. Um, I normally am. I only cook plant-based in my house, but on special holidays and what like that. And my husband, you know, he loves cooking turkey. So I'm American. He's Canadian. He makes both you know, American and Canadian Thanksgiving for us. Um, everybody who wants turkey can eat their turkey and everybody who doesn't want turkey. Uh, I make uh, so many veggie dishes that I'm full up with all the veggies. So I don't, I don't, I don't miss it. And if there's that chance that one holiday, I'm going to have some turkey. If I know where the turkey's from and I know it's raised properly, then I'll have a bite of turkey. Don't need to label myself, but I am mostly plant-based. Yeah. Well, and that's such a good reminder for everybody. Like, you don't have to put yourself into the box. Yeah, so you important. have to listen. So important. You have to listen to what your body is craving, unless it's for 100% ethical reasons. I appreciate and admire um, all the vegans out there. Um, absolutely, 100%. That's a different kind of standpoint. But listening to your body is really what should be um, the number one thing that should be your guiding principle when you eat. Because if you truly listen, you're able to feel what you need. Um, you will be guided in the right direction. Your body is never going to tell you to have, you need, is never going to say eat more sugar. Your body is always, if you truly tune in, your body's always going to lean towards what serves you and what yeah, serves this your body. Is so good. All right, nourish.ca with Alyssa B. What else can we look forward to this weekend? Some tips and tricks on healthy, nourishing Thanksgiving. My favorite recipe is on my website, 
It's called the Warm Winter Salad. And I just posted about it today on Instagram as well. It is a showstopper for anybody who's coming to the dinner table, whether a meat eater or a veggie eater, non-medic meat eater. It's simple. It's easy. And it is one of the most nutrient diverse recipes I have out there. And it's everything that's in season right now. So we're talking about beets. We're talking about sweet potatoes, red onions, um, carrots, Brussels sprouts, all the fall goodness that we, that we have right now. And you basically roast everything up and toss it in a salad dressing, garnish it with some arugula, because I always want to have more leafy greens, those some parsley and some pecans, walnuts, or pumpkin seeds. And if you want some cheese on it, you can put some goat cheese on it for a little bit of extra flavor. But honestly, it's the one dish that I can double it. I can triple it. It doesn't matter. It just is always gone. In fact, when I go to reach for the leftovers, there's hardly any warm winter salad left. So if you are cooking, this is one not to be missed. And it really, it, it hits every single mark. It's a little time consuming because you have to, you know, cut all the veggies. But I mean, aren't all these recipes, so you have to cut veggies up. It's kind of the beauty of prepping the prepping the, the turkey on that Monday morning or that Sunday morning, whenever it is that you make it. So that's a big one that you need to get to. I also have another quinoa salad for anybody who loves quinoa. It's a Thanksgiving quinoa. It has all the Thanksgiving flavors, cranberry, pumpkin seeds, Brussels sprouts, apple cider vinegar, and it just comes together and you really, you feel the fall seasons. And again, very nutrient dense and very, very um, plant-based forward and very whole foods. So if you're looking for some healthier, but absolutely delicious op- options, those are my two absolute go-tos and easy and good um, leftovers as well. Like really easy just to heat up again, you know, day three in, it only gets better with the extra time. Okay. So can we adapt this one though? Can we remove the Brussels sprouts? Of we just... course. Why are you not a Brussels sprout person? Uh, nobody's a Brussels sprouts person. You know what? That's because your grandmother probably forced you to eat them. The way these are roasted, they actually almost caramelize and taste sweet. And then you put it into a delicious, yummy salad dressing. And it is, you won't believe they're Brussels sprouts. That's the old version of just boiled nope. and put some salt on there. You're like, no, no that you're not is having true. it. No, I'm not having it, but you are right. But here's the thing. I hear from everybody every year, oh, just wrap them in bacon, bacon and bake them. But no, that's not the case. You don't like Brussels no. sprouts. You just like bacon, right? So, right. <laughs> right? That, that's that's what it is. You don't like the Brussels sprouts. But I um, I you have tried with out. your advice, right? A little yeah. bit of olive oil and cut them. I cut them in half, a little bit of sea salt and then bake them. I like them when they get a little bit crispier that way. Yes. Um, but I don't, I still, when you get into the core of it, it's... Uh, like I can't do it, Alyssa. You can't do it. I think it's 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 a it's a it's a childhood trauma, maybe. However, have you tried and hopped on the air fryer uh, trend? Have you tried uh-huh, them I in do. the air yeah. fryer? No. Okay. No, I don't think that... I could do that to my air fryer. I feel like that's an insult to my air fryer. <laughs> oh come on, Shane! You could you could actually very well do it. Then it gets even crispier. So try it. I don't know. You could do I it. feel uncom- yes, like I, I physically feel uncomfortable by your idea. Well, then That's why the don't you just, thing. okay. You know what? Then if you can't push through that, which I get, um, let's just not put the Brussels sprouts in. You don't have to put the Brussels sprouts in. And that's a great, great tip for everybody listening. 
if there's something if you're following a recipe and there's something in there that like you just can't do make it work for yourself you know omit mm-hmm. it and make it work for yourself well, and plus, you've also said, you know, if you have more leftovers that are in the fridge, feel free to use those up too. That's also another thing um, to oh, get some stuff in there, right? Like other veggies fruit. and stuff. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And again, these these winter vegetables like the celery and the carrots and all of the beets and sweet potatoes, these things don't really go, they don't go bad, right? So mm-hmm. you could just buy them ahead of time or buy them if they're on sale. You know, I don't I don't see many things going on sale right now, but I did just see celery going on sale. And when we're having sales now, I'm buying it up because as we talked about before, like price of food is just going through the roof. So that's another great shopping tip with these carrots and celery and potatoes and um, squash and sweet potatoes. Anytime you see something on sale, then buy it, buy extra of it because these things keep for, you know, at least two or three months. Yeah. Now, here's uh, one thing. We've chatted about this before with Alyssa here on The Shift, and uh, it's a great reset to do it again. What an opportunity, because you said earlier, taking nourishing moments and literally taking advantage of it. That's really what Thanksgiving can be for you, uh, regardless of the party and the family and all of this is a really good chance to reset your diet in what you're eating. You have a list of do's and don'ts for Thanksgiving, including things like the mindful eating. That one always stays stays with me is when you're at the table, be present to the people, but also be present to the food. And that's a really big start when you talk about listening to your body. So let's talk about some of the do's and don'ts, Alyssa, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. where we can really have the opportunity to take our our meals, our diets, and just really start fresh here. Yeah, well, you know, when we come to these big holidays, these gatherings, these, you know, family time uh, get togethers, like a lot of the time you have an emotional eating component to it as well. You have family favorites that you used to always have, you know, everybody's got one of those very sweet potato with sugar and marshmallows and, and, and crumbled with, you know, uh, sugar pecans on top. What is your favorite thing? Ask yourself, what is the one thing that you just must have because it reminds you of a great childhood core memory? And eat it and enjoy it and don't feel guilty about it, but just take one serving of it, you know, take one serving of it because you are going to be fulfilled and all of that rush of the memories coming back, you're going to be fulfilled with like just one serving of it. You don't have to, you know, go back for four servings. You don't want to deprive yourself, but you don't have to think like, I need to have as much as I used to eat of it. Just take one serving and enjoy it. You know, that goes right into taking a bite and putting the fork down between every single bite. Usually what happens when we're at these meals is that there's, you know, a plethora of food. There are so many options, you know, how, how blessed we all are. Um, but just take small amounts of each thing and you don't have to finish it. <laughs> Again, well, yeah, it can all go back, in the soup at the end back, anyway, right? It can go <laughs> all go into the turkey curry at the end. You know, you just put it in and it becomes one big curry, but you know, going back to being mindful, putting down your fork, focusing on conversation, um, piling less on your plate that you might be used to, you know, our plates have, have really increased in diameter over the years. In fact, there was a statistic out, um, that our plate diameters have increased 30% since the 1940s. So our plates get bigger and bigger, the plate size. So our portions become bigger and bigger. So we don't have to fill the whole plate. You know, you pile your plate up high, the, those old commercials, like you don't have to do that. Just take a little bit of each thing 
take a bite and put your fork down and slow it down. Since you brought it up about the plate size and the, the portion size, I was present just this weekend to, you know, those little takeout rice boxes mm-hmm. that they stuff the food mm-hmm. into. If you don't do this, I recommend trying this so you can see how much you're eating. When we go get one of those little rice boxes, they're not very big. They don't look very big, but they really stuff the stuff in there. They're big. And take yeah. That, the, yeah. And then dump it onto your normal plate. Do whatever plate you normally eat on. And take that box of rice. If you're, if you're just maybe going out, you're by yourself. You're not doing a big meal this weekend. You go to your Thai Express or whatever and get some rice and some stir fry, right? Some you're going to bail stir-fry. out of Thanksgiving? Bail out of Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're going to bailing. <laughs> so for those people that are bailing, take that box of rice though and dump it onto your normal plate of food. Because normally you'll get a box of rice and then maybe you get yourself some ginger chicken and whatever. And then... If you put it all onto one plate, you will see how much food it actually is because we lose the context of what we eat, whether it's this takeaway situation or this gigantic slices of turkey plus mashed potatoes plus sweet potatoes and all of the things that get mixed in. We lose complete context when we do it the opposite way than when you're describing. Uh, I think that's a brilliant idea and a great way to manage portion control. And that's another really big thing is, is, is portion control. Um, but those, you're right, those rice containers look like they don't hold much because they're packed down there and, and rice kind of can pack down. It's actually very dense if it's packed down. You'd be astonished, right? If you finish that whole thing, I, I can't imagine how full you would be. And I can't imagine the after effects of, of what that fullness gives you, bloating, cramping, and and that's another thing, Shane, that I wanted to, you know, just help people, remind people that when you eat really fast and you're not putting a bite down, um, your body does not have the time to signal to your brain that you're full. And if you just continue to eat and you put, then you finally, like, okay, I'm, I'm full, you've already eaten too much. When you feel that full feeling, you've already eaten too much, which puts your digestion in overload which is really hard on the body, really, really hard to digest and do its job. So the slower you eat, and again, this is a habit, um, the better off you are able to hear what your body is telling you to do. This so, is so good. So slow down and be able to, to listen to your body. Um, and when you get into that full point, just stop. Like I always like to tell my clients, you don't have to eat till you're full. Eat until you're about 80% and be done and be finished because your body will, you will be so much better off. That whole concept of turkey pants, it, it, it it's so bad for the body. It's mm-hmm. so bad for your digestion. And you are putting yourself in, as I said, it's overload. And when your body, especially if it's, you know, six, seven o'clock at night, whenever dinner time is, you're going to have a hard time sleeping, hard time digestion, uh, bloating, cramping, eliminating your whole body's out of whack. So stop before you're full. So it's the 80-20 rule. And then well, one, and more thing, to, one more thing, which is so yeah, important, yeah. if you're able to, and, and there is space, you know, in your in, in the night, in the evening, and, and you're able to do it outside, after you finish the meal, take a walk. Take a walk. Um, if you walk after you're, you eat, you help your digestion, you help your blood sugar levels, and you help your body come back to homeostasis. So a great family activity, a great company activity, take a walk. Good. 
Good advice. What I was going to just add there was that we went and we did get takeaway this weekend, Mel and I, and we had um, three dishes. We were we hadn't eaten all day. We said, "Well, yeah. tell you what, let's no, get three dishes." No, I don't dishes. like that. That's not good. Well, I, I know that wasn't good either. It was a crazy, crazy day. And we said, well, let's get three dishes and then I'll have something later for leftovers. So we got yeah. three dishes of just takeaway. It was actually Thai Express is what it was. It was the closest. And um, But for the two I'm of us... It, I'm not judging. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, of all the decisions to make, it was lesser on the terrible scale than some of the other ones we could have got. But the, uh, we got for. three dishes. We got two rice dish. We got a rice dish, a noodle dish, and a soup. And... It actually turned out to be five meals for us once we put it on plates and split it up because we put it on plates, then we ate, then we saved the leftovers. There was uh, two meals, one for each of us for dinner. Then I had one before the show started, a soup, five hours, six hours later, and then Mel took it to work the next day. And there was still leftovers after that uh, for a little snack after that. So it just goes to show the volume of food that you can actually accidentally eat. That's fantastic. So not only are you getting, you know, you're, you're practicing portion control with that by taking out of the containers, but you're also like, you know, takeout is not cheap anymore either. That has gone up. You're getting better bang for your buck. That's almost like batch cooking, right? You're able to, you know, really, really like, really get, get more out of what you bought. Yeah. And I, I, and it does make me present to the people who eat alone. And that's difficult for those who eat alone because there's nobody to talk to to put your fork down and everything else. So it is extra yeah. difficult for, for the people who eat alone. If you do have somebody that you can eat with, I consider having company to eat, um, even joining on a, a FaceTime call or something like that so you can do it. Mm-hmm. Not that everybody wants to watch a FaceTime meal, but talk to somebody that will help as well. I was really present to that this weekend because when you do get into that conversation, your manners start to kick in and the shoveling slows down. The shoveling, the shoveling. And ever, you know, we're all prone to it because a lot of people eat at their desk and I get that. But it, the biggest thing that you can do before you start that, before you start that meal is just, again, take a moment, step away from what you're doing, whether that's uh, desk work, whatever you're doing, and sit and be present with your food. And I know I might be a little woo-woo here, but really connect into breathing, how you're feeling, perhaps talking and, and feeling a little bit about gratitude of what we're able to do. And it really does slow down um, the nervous system and it allows you to actually absorb your your nutrients better. So slowing down. And we all have a hard time with that because we're always trying to move on to the next thing. And I still get that and I'm a culprit of it too. But if you are able to just be more mindful in everything you do, including food and making it more of um, a sacred ritual eating, um, it it will help everything that you do for food wise. It will help you feel satiated faster. It will help you with better digestion. Better digestion leads to less stomach issues, less elimination issues, less sleep issues. It all starts from and stems from how you eat your food because what we eat our food is super important. How we eat is almost as important. So slowing down, connecting to even if it's takeout, you know, even if you didn't, you know, obviously cooking, cooking really helps you connect to your food. But even if we can't get to that, just slowing down and and taking a moment, shutting it off, tuning in instead of tuning out. I mean, my God, if we all tuned in more as opposed to tuning out, looking for distractions from ourselves, the world would be a much more peaceful place. So tune Mm -hmm. in, you know, we want to change the world. We all, we all want to, you know, stop this madness that's going, you know, going around. But if we 
if we tune in first, we can, we can, we're better able to, you know, hear ourselves. I love it. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, there's a piece I wrote this summer that I don't think I've shared with you that I have shared here on the radio before. Um, it, it goes like this, and it, this summarizes what you just said, and I think it's good because it is Thanksgiving, so why not be grateful? Mm-hmm. It is, love is the word that we use to render the experience of presence and connection. Mm. And uh, mm. maybe we could give that a try this weekend. Unless That's it be, beautiful. it's nourished. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to put all the links for all the recipes individually on our shiftheads.ca. So you don't even have to navigate for them. They will just be there for you to click on and learn more. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for being here. Happy Thanksgiving.